So this morning, um, I would like to title my sermon as Life is a Journey. Can you say that with me? Life is a Journey. We are reading from Exodus chapter 40, verse 34. Exodus chapter 40, verse 34. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle of meeting, and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Verse 35, Exodus 40. And Moses was not able to enter the tabernacle of meeting because the cloud rested above it. And the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Whenever the cloud was taken up from above the tabernacle, the children of Israel would go onward in all their journeys. But if the cloud was not taken up, then they did not journey till the day that it was taken up. For the cloud of the Lord was above the tabernacle by day, and fire was over it by night, in the sight of all the house of Israel throughout all their journeys. This morning we are trying to understand our life as a journey. As we all travel together, we are all travel companions on the face of this earth as we travel this life together. So Lord, at some point of time, he spoke to Moses saying, we read that in verse 2, on the first day of the month, you shall set up a tabernacle of the tent of meeting. Children of Israel, as they were wandering in the wilderness, they did not have a temple of God to worship. So God asked them to build a tabernacle. And Bible says God gave specifications for Moses to build the tabernacle. And Moses, in fact, built the tabernacle as expected by God. You know, he was a very good project manager and he was a very good team leader and he was a team member by himself, you know, working together, putting this tabernacle together. And that's how he built the tabernacle. Bible says in the same chapter in Exodus 14, Moses put the Ark of the Covenant in the tabernacle. And he set up the table there. And he set up the lampstand, the golden altar, and the screen for the door. And he put, set the laver with water in it. He set up the coat and the screens of, at the gate. And the anointing oil and the utensils and the priestly garments and cloths and, and tunics. Everything was set up and everything was ready. Verse 16, Bible says, in fact, God says, Moses did everything according to that was commanded to him. They thought they are going to stay in one place when, they, when the tabernacle was established. And children of Israel, they were looking for a place to worship. And in fact, in fact God instructed them to make this tabernacle. And they thought, you know, we are all going to stay here forever and ever to worship the Lord. But God wanted them to move on. The way God wanted them to move on is, you know, you carry your church and move. Can it happen today? We build a church. And if God says, you take your church and, you know, if you build a mobile church, probably it's possible now. So Moses built a kind of mobile church, mobile tabernacle, so that could be carried wherever they went. And that was the plan of God. So for the children of Israel, life was a journey. Wherever they went, they worshipped God because they carried the tabernacle along with them. So this morning, I want to turn your attention to what God expects us to do in the, during the remaining part of our life on the face of this earth. Forget the past. What has gone is gone. We can't do anything about it. But what God is asking, expecting us to do in the, during the remaining part of our life, and I believe it's important for each one of us. 
Because the way we are living, the, the kind of life that we are living on this earth, there is so much of uncertainty. There is so much of things, so many things are in question. And we are counting on the days that are given in our hands. And this morning, God is asking us, telling us, it is very important that the remaining days that I have, I have given you in your hands, how do we live? It really matters. It really matters. When we reach some point of time in our lives, some point, some junction in our lives, we always turn back to see what God has done and we always move forward. We are always willing to move forward and to, you know, with a great expectation to see what God has in store for us. You know, if we don't have these two in our lives, the life is very boring. There is nothing that is you know, really helping us. If you are not excited turning back to see what God has done in your life and if you are not you know, really anxious to see what God, is, God has in store for you in the future, life becomes so boring. But this morning God is telling us it is important that you need to have an understanding of what we are, you know, where we are heading to and what God has in store for us. This morning I just want to you know, subdivide my sermon into three Number one, God is asking us to remember. Can you say remember with me? Remember. God doesn't want us to forget the past. God wants us to remember certain things that took place in the past. I will help you here, you know, what we should remember and what we shouldn't remember. God wants us to remember certain things that took place, that we, that we encountered in the past. God says, remember the day. Remember the day, children of Israel, they were living in bondage in Egypt for 430 years. They were living in bondage. Then God asked them to come out of Egypt. And God said, you know the story, 10 plagues and at the end of the 10th plague, God wanted them to move out of Egypt. Exodus 12, 37 Bible says, Then the children of Israel journeyed from Ramesses to Sukkoth. And how many of them? There are about 600,000 men on foot. Besides children. 6,000, sorry, 600,000 men on foot. They moved out of Egypt. Now they came into the wilderness and God spoke to Moses. And this is what God says in Exodus chapter 13. We are going to read from verses 1 through 3. Exodus chapter 13 verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, listen to me. Then the Lord spoke to Moses and saying, consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast. It is mine. Verse 3, God said, remember. What did he say? Remember this day in which you went out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand, the Lord brought you out of this place. No leavened bread shall be eaten. So verse 3 says, Lord told Moses and asked Moses to say, tell to this people, tell to his people, remember this day in which you went out of Egypt. You know, this morning we are talking about as we journey together, there are times in our lives we need to turn back and remember. Number one, we need to remember the day. Remember the day. Remember the day God brought us out of bondage. Children of Israel were brought out of bondage. Remember the day God brought each one of us out of bondage. 
you know yesterday when we talked about our our birthday my sorry my birthday there was a discussion among our the brothers you know during the bible study at the end of the bible study so brother banu mentioned that he mentioned we don't normally remember birthdays but we need to remember our rebirth is it different yes you're sure our birth is different from rebirth rebirth is the day when we came out of our egypt are you okay rebirth, rebirth is the time when we came out of our egypt any of you remember your egypt we don't want to really think about it remember your egypt no yes you remember your egypt the trouble you had the confusion you had you are not sure who is the correct who is the you know, real god you are searching searching all around because you were in egypt but god brought you out of egypt into the blessed land and god says you need to remember the date of your rebirth the day when when you came out of egypt so number one god says remember the day number two god says remember your god it is important that we need to remember our god deuteronomy chapter 8 verse verse 18 says and you shall remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day can you read the scriptures together this scripture is going to bless some of you, some of you this morning deuteronomy 8:18 and you shall remember the lord your god for it is he who gives you power power to get wealth that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day god was telling to the children of israel do not forget your god do not forget your god remember him always we want to remember the day when we came out of egypt we want to remember our god you know we are living in a generation today people tend to forget god there is no relationship with the, with this generation with god is so easily god is forgotten so easily lord god is forgotten this morning god is telling us we need to remember our god the way we need to remember our god is we need to serve him every day then we will remember him if you forget him on sunday when we leave from this place we will never remember but we need to serve god every day in our lives then we will remember and god is saying remember the lord your god thirdly three things we need to remember the third one remember the situation remember the situation you know god is asking prophet nathan to go and speak to david and prophet nathan went to david right away and in second samuel chapter 7 verse 8 we read this this is what prophet nathan in fact god spoke to david and this is what god says now therefore thus shall you say to my servant david God looked at Nathan and said go and tell this to David and what you should say thus says the lord of hosts i took you from the sheepfold from following the sheep to be ruler over my people over israel does it mean something to you yes do you understand the scripture the weight of the scripture can you read that together i took you god says i took you from the sheepfold david now he is a king but some point of time in his life many years through many years he was going behind the sheep 
He lost the eloquence that he had because he stopped talking to people. He was talking to the animal. And he was just going behind the sheep. I took you from the sheepfold, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. You know, it is God who brought you to this nation. It is God who established you in this nation. You think at times it's all by our ability. No, 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 no. It's not because of our ability. It's not because of what we can achieve. No, not at all. It is God. It is God who brought you to this nation. It is God who asked you. you were, we were going behind the sheepfold at some point of time. We can never forget. We need to at times turn back to those good old situations. I remember the days when we had no electricity at home. I don't want to say too much, but then I remember the days we were st sitting at the street and, you know, standing under the street light because no electricity at home. We don't want to sit in the, the small kerosene, you know, lamps. We don't want to do it. So we were all together, you know, round up and sitting in the, under the street lamp, lamp. Good old days. There may be so many memories so fresh in your life. But it is God through it all. It is God. Remember the situation. Remember the situation. At times, you know, we think about those moments and we become nostalgic, right? We become so sentimental, not for that. God is asking us not for that. But we need to remember those situations to thank God. To thank God, Lord, you are the one who brought me to this level, to this extent today. And the blessings doesn't stop here. God has so many things in store for us. And as life is a journey, as we realize what God has done, who our God is throughout, all through our life, He will bless our future. He will take care of us. You know, sometimes we are forgetful people, don't we? We are forgetful people. But God is asking us to remember what He has done. Sometimes we are thankless generation. In spite of God doing so many things in our lives, still we are not happy, still we are not satisfied. We are thankless generation at times. But God is asking us to remember. God honors the humble beginning. You remember that? You know that God honors the humble beginnings. You know, today what you are going through in your life, it may be so humiliating, so humble in nature, but God honors that. God honors that if you are holding on to him, if you are found faithful in his presence, if you, are all, if you never forget to turn back and thank God for what God has done in your life, you know, God will honor you because he's a God of humble beginnings. Amen. Number two, God is asking us not only to remember, God is asking us to reflect. Can you say that with me? Reflect. As children of Israel were approaching the Red Sea. Now this is very interesting. Listen to me. They saw the Pharaoh's army drawing near to them. They are marching towards the children of Israel. And there is obviously Red Sea in front of them. Then they said to Moses, this is what they said. Because there were no graves in Egypt, have you taken us to die in the wilderness? You know, that was a question to Moses. I want you to imagine the situation of Moses there. Moses leading the children of Israel. And you see Red Sea in front of him. And they turn back to see the Pharaoh's armies approaching them very closely. And children of Israel murmured against Moses. And you know what? If God is not doing something, Moses is going to be killed right away, right there. And they were complaining to Moses. Why did you bring us to this wilderness? 
Why we did not have enough, enough graves in Egypt? We could have been buried there in Egypt instead of dying in the wilderness. You know, Moses, listen to me, listen to me, forget about everything else now. Listen to me. Moses' reflection on God, what God has done in Egypt. Moses was reflecting his life and thinking about what he has gone through in Egypt, what he saw with his own eyes in Egypt. And you know what? This is what Moses told to the children of Israel. I want you to listen to this. Exodus chapter 14 verse 13. Listen to me. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. I want you to imagine the situation Moses is in. Moses is standing in front of the Red Sea. And you know, they have no way to move forward. And this is what Moses is telling to his people. Do not be afraid. Stand still. And see the salvation of the Lord. Which he will accomplish for you today, for the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Moses standing in front of the Red Sea. And with what courage? How he is able to say this to the children of Israel? And I was just thinking, where did he get this from? Where did he get this from? Now, I believe Moses did a very quick reflection on what happened in Egypt. Moses remembered the way he was called into this ministry, the way God appeared to him in the burning bush. He remembered all the miraculous signs that God performed in Egypt. He just remembered and at some point of time he was casting his rod at the ground and that became a serpent. He remembered that. He remembered the ten plagues that came upon the children of Egypt. Children of Egypt. He remembered the angel of death passing over the houses of children of Israel, but it was killing all the firstborn of the Egyptians. Moses remembered all those things that happened in the past, and he had a quick reflection there. If God could do it, he will do it now. Amen? If God could have done that, if God had done that in the past, he will do it now. You know, that's what is a reflection. When we turn back and see the way God brought us, the way God miraculously worked in the past, now when you are in a situation, when you are in a danger, when you are in need of God, at that moment God is asking you to reflect on what God had done in your, in your past, in your life. And we need to know for sure, if God has done it before, he will do it now. Can you say that with me? If God had done it before, he will do it again. I want to take you to another instance. Caleb, reflecting on what God spoke through Moses. Caleb, reflecting on what God spoke to him through Moses. You remember children of Israel, when they came to the blessed land of Canaan, they were inheriting the land under the leadership of Joshua. And as Joshua was dividing the land and giving to all the tribes, the tribe of Judah Remember that story, the time of Judah came to Joshua in Gilgal. And Caleb, from the time of Judah, Caleb was speaking to Joshua. You remember Caleb and Joshua? Where did they go? To Canaan. And how did they go? In, uh, in what way they went? What was their job? To spy the land. To spy the land. Well, they were companions. They were in, in the work of God. They were together. But now, after 40, 44 years later... Caleb is meeting Joshua in a very formal way. 
because now the land has to be divided by Joshua and given to Judah, the tribe of Judah. And Caleb is reminding Joshua, and this is what Caleb says, you know the word which the Lord said to Moses, the man of God. Moses are already gone. Concerning you and me in Kadesh Barnea. In other words, do you remember what God spoke to Moses concerning us? And Caleb is asking Joshua, do you remember what God spoke to through Moses concerning us? And in Joshua chapter 14 verse 7 we read, now Caleb is talking to Joshua, follow me, follow with me carefully. Caleb is talking to Joshua, I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from, keep reading. Right, verse 8. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the Lord, heart of the people melt, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. Verse 9. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. Verse 10, and now behold, listen to this, the Lord sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. And verse, now we are reading, verse 10, and now behold, the Lord has kept me alive as he said these 44 years, 44 years have gone by now. Ever since the Lord spoke to this word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day 85 years old. Caleb is 85 years old at that point of time. As yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war both for going out and for coming in verse 12 now therefore give me this mountain of which the lord spoke in that day he's quoting what lord spoke to him on that day through moses for you heard in that day how the anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified it may be that the lord will be with me and i shall be able to drive them out as the lord said caleb is quoting what Moses spoke to Joshua and Caleb. And that's what God spoke to me. God said, I will give you this land. Now, even though I am 85 years old, I will go and I will fight and I will possess the land. You know, God wants us to remember those words spoken in our lives. Has God spoke to you anytime? Has he given a promise to you anytime? You know, God is asking us to remember and to reflect on those promises. You know, sometimes we take a promise and what do we do? We just open the Bible. New Year, we all get a promise, right? I don't know whether we get it here or not. Do we get here? We did last year? Okay. Right, so good. So we get a promise and we take a card and, you know, just closing our eyes, praying, hallelujah, praise the Lord. You know, I'm just taking the card just to make sure that I take the right God, right? Right, right promise and just take the promise. And we read the promise. Praise the Lord. A wonderful promise. Just keep it there and close it. And when you take the Bible, because you need to come for the watch night service next year, right? When you take the Bible, when you open the Bible, the card will fall down. And you'll take the card. Oh, this is what God gave me during last year watch night service. What can God do with that now? Nothing. So we need to keep the promise 
And what do we need to do? We need to pray. We need to ask God. And we need to correct ourselves. There are things that need to go away from our lives. That has to be gone. Otherwise the promise will not come true. Every promise in the word of God is with the with the with the condition. Every promise in the word is with a condition. Just, just doesn't come just like that. We need to remember the promise. We need to reflect in what occasion God spoke this scripture. To whom God spoke and how that is applicable to my situation right now. You know, God's promises are very true. God's promises are very true. God wants us to move forward in this journey. God wants us to continue in this journey. You know, we, as we remember our past success and past experiences, the way God brought us out of those dangers and situations, God is asking us to hold on to him. God is asking us to reflect and move forward. Just a little more I want to talk about this reflecting aspect. David's reflection on the past. We can't really you know, keep quit this without talking about David. In Psalm 37, David is in fact, he's talking about the blessings of godly people and the destruction of the wicked. You know, God's people are always blessed. There is no doubt about it. Do you believe that? Yes? God's people are blessed. Amen? Amen. Are we blessed this morning? Yes. Are we blessed? Yes. It's not enough. Are we blessed? Yes, yes Daniel, are we blessed? Yes. Daniel is searching now some, for something. Maybe the card. No? Okay. <laughs> It's all there, right? Somewhere. Okay, right. Psalm 37, David is talking about the blessings of God's children and the destruction that may come upon the wicked. And in when it, he comes to verse 25, this is what David says, Psalm 37, 25. I have been young in the past, no more. And now I'm old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendants begging bread. You know, how true the scripture is. Testimonies after testimonies today we hear. How faithful our God is. Can you read that together? I have been young and now I am old. Yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his descendants begging bread. You know he is a God who takes care of his own. Amen. He is a God who knows how to take care of his own. He is a God who is always concerned. Who is always mindful of his own. And we are God's own children. Do you believe that this morning? We are God's own children. We are purchased by his own blood. We are bought. We are blood bought. This morning God is telling us. If God is not taking care of us. God doesn't have any other business to take care of anybody else. But God is a God who takes care of his own. And David realized that in his lifetime. He understood that in his lifetime. And when he turned back and he, when he reflected on the past, he says, I have never seen with my eyes the righteous forsaken. The righteous forsaken I have never seen with my eyes. I have never seen the, the righteous generation begging bread. I have never seen because God is a God who takes care of his own. Amen. This morning, God is telling us, He's the same God. The writer of Hebrews says he's the same God. Jesus is the same as today, today and forever. He's the same God of David. If God had taken care of David so much, how much more God can take care of you and me? When Jesus spoke, he caught the little sparrows on the air, flying and sitting in the trees and singing. If God can take care of those little birds, 
how much more he cares for you. If God can take care of the lilies of the valley, how much more God can take care of us. You know, God wants us to put our trust as life is a journey. We do not know at times what we are going to face. What are the challenges the coming year? You know, the coming year is going to be different. It's not going to be the same as the previous year. No, not at all. Things are going to change. But in the middle of all this, God is telling us, you need to move forward because I am your God. Finally, God is asking us to refocus. We remembered what God had done in our lives in the past. We reflected on what God spoke and what God did. Now God is asking us to refocus. Can you say refocus? Refocus our remaining days. Because God wants to do something amazing through our lives. Paul talks about this very clearly as he was writing to the church in Philippi. Paul was writing to the, to the church, the believers in, Philipp in Philippi, as he was writing the book of Philippians. And I just I thought, I thought I need to give some little background here. When Paul was writing this to the church in Philippi, a little background. You remember there are four prison epistles. Any of you remember? There are four prison epistles, right? Remember now Ephesians. And then Colossians. And then obviously Philippians. And then one, one more. Philemon. There are four epistles. We call it as prison epistles. Paul wrote when he was in prison in Rome. Now that happened during the year AD 61 and 62. That's the time we believe that Paul was writing these prison epistles. And Philippians is believed that he wrote at the end of his prison tenure. The time that he was in prison. He was writing it at the end. And if you remember Ephesians, Colossians and Philemon. They were you know, handed to a person by name Tychicus. And you know, he, was, he was commissioned to take these three epistles and go and distribute the, to the churches because those churches were nearby. But what he wrote to the church in Philippi, to the Philippians, it was delivered by Epaphroditus. And Epaphroditus, he came to see Paul. And when he came to see Paul, if you remember the history, he became sick. And he could not leave, you know, quickly. He took some time to stay there with Paul. And before he left, Paul handed over the epistle of Philippi, the letter of Philippians to the church in Philippi. And Epaphroditus, he ticked that letter to the church in Philippi. Just a little background here. Now, Paul, at a certain point of time in his life, a little later in his lifetime, he was trying to refocus his life. You know, he was in prison. You know, you can, can you imagine he was in prison cell? You know, what refocus he can do? What alignment he can do for the remaining days? Because he was, not, he was not at all sure whether today is the last day or tomorrow or when his life is coming to an end. But Paul, as he was, you know, there remaining in the, in, the, in, in the prison cell, and this is what he writes in Philippians chapter 3, verses 13 and 14. We, let's read that, brethren, this is what Paul says at the end of his life. We are talking about refocusing our lives for the remaining days that God has given to us. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended or I do not count myself that I got hold of everything I do not count myself that I have achieved everything but one thing I do forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things are 
which are ahead press i press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of god in christ jesus paul was in the prison cells and he was trying to refocus his life and he said i may forget those things have happened in the past i don't want to carry those pains anymore i don't want to carry the day i remember memory of you know distracting the churches and killing persecuting the churches i don't want to carry those bad memories anymore let me forget all those things but let me move forward let me move forward let me focus on jesus you know this morning god is telling us before we leave from this place god wants us to be aware that god is calling us to refocus our lives refocus our lives at times our life is cluttered with so many things are you with me this morning when you turn back the way we operate every day our life is cluttered with so many things so much is going on in our lives so many things are happening in our lives but god is telling us we need to refocus we need to refocus as i said the next year is may not be the same as this year the remaining days in our lives they are going to be different suddenly different from the past but this morning god wants us to once to reposition all of us so that we will have a new focus as we move forward in this journey you know sometime when we turn back our lives sometimes we feel that we have wasted our lives how many years we wasted how many years have gone by already remember the day when you gave your life to jesus you made the commitment to god and you said i will serve you lord i will serve you lord now we turn back to see how many years have gone by even before we know it years have gone years have gone god is asking us to refocus our lives this morning god wants us to be refocused on the day there was a donkey that was tied in the pole and that donkey was in need of jesus and if you look at the donkey the donkey had no focus at all do you know when you tie an animal to a pole the how they behave they just do have you seen that yes that's how an animal will do if you tie it to a pole it, the moment that it understands that it can't go anywhere it'll just oscillate here and there no focus at all that was the situation of the donkey on that day it lost its ability to move all that it could do is eat 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 it lost its ability totally to move because it was tied to that pole without any focus it was spending its life but jesus wanted to bring focus into the life of the donkey and jesus said you go and get that animal because i need and he wanted that animal to march towards jerusalem he wanted that animal to you know bring the focus to that animal and he wanted to just let that animal go so that it will march towards jerusalem and jesus can ride over it have you got that the way god brings focus into that animal you know god wants to bring focus in our lives for the remaining years this morning you just want to ask a couple of questions what is our level of commitment to the lord this morning have we done anything to god at all are we satisfied with what we are doing for god are we available for god 
Do we have a personal relationship with God? You know, these are some of the questions that we need to ask this morning as we align, try to align our lives to the future. God is telling us this morning we need to refocus our lives. I'm not sure God is speaking to you this morning. You know, if you, you, you have an ear, you will hear what God is telling you. We need to refocus our lives. Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, 26, Therefore, I ran thus, that's how I ran, not with uncertainty. Not with uncertainty, not aimlessly. I don't run aimlessly. Thus, I fight, not as one who beat the air. I'm very focused. You know, this morning, uh, Paul is a challenge. Paul is challenging us in front of us. And he's telling us, are you aimless? You know, some of us are just sitting at home, not doing anything. You know, we just lost the aim. We don't have any focus at all in our lives. Paul is asking, how do you fight? You try to hit on something or you just fight in the air? God is asking us this morning that we need to bring focus in our lives for the remaining time that God has given to us on this earth. God wants us to remember our past. Not just to know how God took care of us in the past. But he doesn't want us to dwell in the past. You know, sometimes we go to the past and we try to dwell there because we think at times, you know, the children of Israel, when they came into the wilderness, they talked about the vegetables they used to get in Egypt. God has brought us to this nation. Forget those good things, those good moments we had in our own land. Thank God for those things. But we are here for a mission now. The time is available in our hands right now. And God wants us to do something about it. God wants us to do something now. God wants us to do some new things in our lives. As Joy was leading the worship, she was talking about new beginnings and new things that God wants us to do. Want to read one scripture and close. Isaiah chapter 43 verses 19 and 18 and 19. Isaiah 18 and 43, 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things. Not consider the things of the world. Behold, I will do something new. I will do something new, new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He wants us to refocus. You know, he wants us to get on God's plan. Listen to this before we close quickly. You know, often we pray. This is our prayer. God, can you show me your will? God, do we pray that way? Yes, no? God, I need to know your will, Lord, concerning, in my, concerning my life. Show me your will, O oh God, so that I will just do. You know, instead of asking God, Lord, show me your will, show me your will. Already God is doing something, just get on to what God is doing already. Did you get that? I'll repeat that. You know, instead of sitting and praying, God, show me your will, show me your will. You know, God is already doing something in your life, through your life, around you. Why don't you just get on to already what God is doing and start doing things for God? You know, some of us waste are wasting our lives sitting and praying, Lord, show me your will, show me your will, show me your will. Because God is already at work. Why don't you just get on what already God is doing? God wants us to keep the main thing as main thing. There's so many distractions will come on our way. The work, children, family situation, our financial situation, worry, hobbies, various other activities, pressure, 
Everything will come around us. But God wants us to keep the main thing as main thing always. Sunday morning, just for God. Just for God. My tithe of my time is for God. Why don't we just bring those practices in our life instead of aimlessly wasting our lives? God is telling us this morning. Just bring the main thing to the stage so that I will be glorified in your life. Instead of asking God to change the situation, why don't we just ask God to change our lives? You know, most of the time we wait and wait for God to change our situations. But the change, the real change is where the real change needed is inside of us. Why don't you just allow ourselves to be changed by God and make us a useful vessel for the remaining days of our lives. We are called to remember. We are called to reflect. We are called to refocus. Shall we all stand for a moment?